with her. Ma'am, you can't do that. This information is confidential and only privy to hospital staff. I'm going to ask that you back away, please. Shanice kept it very professional. She wasn't about to lose her cool over this home-wrecking female she considered a tramp. This is some bullshit. Let me see that shit. What room is she in? I'm going to turn this unit out if you don't tell me, bitch. While Marcy was going through the motions with Shanice, Fire had managed to obtain the information from a unit manager opposite of them. Let's go, Marcy. She's not even on this end. I know where she is. Stop wasting time on that bitch and let's go. Shanice breathed tightly through her nose as other nurses were finally standing behind her with their hands folded, listening to them. Fire pulled Marcy from the wing down the corridor to the intensive care unit. Soon as they approached, they read the instructions posted on the entrance door about the visiting hours. I don't give a fuck what time visiting hours are. They're gonna let us in this motherfucker. Marcy applied pressure to the door handle, and they went in to face a life-changing experience. Before it happened. The sweltering Miami heat crawled beneath Adrian's bedsheet, torturing her bony frame. Restless, she kicked off the sweat-soaked sheet. I never had to deal with heat this damn bad in New York. I should have stayed my ass in Brooklyn. It was 5.47 in the morning, and Adrian hadn't slept a wink all night. But in truth, it wasn't the heat that kept her tossing and turning. It was her heroin addiction shaking her to the core, screaming in her ears and driving her crazy. She needed a dose badly. Adrian had become a dedicated heroin abuser six years earlier, shortly after moving from New York to Miami with her man, Warren, the man who introduced her. She uprooted her young daughters and followed him to Miami, but quickly learned her dreams for their future weren't her man's dreams. He had other plans, plans that didn't include her or her daughters. He took everything from her when he left them high and dry in his hometown, except his heroin addiction. Adrian's once curvaceous body was reduced to a bag of bones. Her cute face and dimpled cheeks became sunken skeletal remains, her long, full, curly hair began to fall out in clumps from lack of maintenance, and her golden-brown complexion became ashen and pockmarked. Sadly, Adrian looked a mess to everyone except herself. She was too caught up in her addiction to recognize her significant changes, and her appearance was no longer on her list of concerns. As she tossed and turned, Adrian thought she heard a noise outside her window. It sounded like a car pulling up in front of the small home they were renting. She ran to the window, wishing, hoping, and praying it was her daughter's returning home from the strip club. Unfortunately, it wasn't. The car with the loud music was pulling up at the house across the street. Damn, Adrian yelled, gripping her head in pain. As she lay back in bed, she wondered, where the hell is Fire and Marcy? From the outside looking in, People would assume Adrian was a loving and concerned parent, wondering where her 19- and 21-year-old daughters were. In truth, she was only concerned about their whereabouts because she needed to purchase some junk, heroin, to feed the dope monkey on her back. She knew about her daughters shaking their asses and sleeping with men for money, but she didn't give a fuck unless she wasn't getting a cut of the money. As long as they kept the bills paid and kept her sickness fed, it was all good. 
At that moment, because her monkey hadn't been fed all night, she was furious. Finally, as Adrian was slipping in and out of sleep, she was snatched from her irritated state by the sounds of Fire and Marcy entering the house. Sometimes just the two of them could be louder than an entire party. This particular morning, she was patiently waiting to hear their sounds. In fact, their voices sounded like music to her ears. Bitch, you must be drunk. That nigga was Gorilla Black kind of ugly, and you know that nigga is ugly. Fire's voice echoed through the small two-bedroom house. I'm drunk, but that doesn't change the fact that he was cute, because he was, and it ain't the liquor talking. Marcy was just as loud, her words slurred. Adrian leaped out of bed and almost tripped over the bunch of clothes scattered around her bed. She rushed from her bedroom with saggy, stained panties without a shirt.